Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have another Paleothyroid Solutions success story. Kara, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, you have a, a great story. That's kind of classically steeped in experiencing uh, many years of being with an uninformed doctor, endocrinologist, and your thyroid story now has a great ending, but I'd love to, let's hear your journey because you are one of those people where Synthroid failed them. You had to go on a T3, T4 combo, and um, there were some things along the way that are really interesting, um, and for everyone out there, uh, we'll tell we'll talk about how you got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but let's start from the beginning. I mean, you were always, a, you, you still are, but you're a tall, kind of skinny body type, and in high school, you were super skinny, possibly even hyperthyroid, you, you might think, but you know, you used to eat whatever you want. People used to say how skinny you were. And then at what point did something go wrong where you thought like, hmm, I need to see a doctor? Like what were those symptoms that made you say, you know, something's off here? I mean, I was feeling fine as in my adult life, you know, I went through college and then after that, you know, my adult life, I um, just kind of went through life normal, you know, um, never really thinking anything was wrong. But then my husband and I kept trying to have a baby and I kept miscarrying. So I went to the doctor, well, you know, the doctors run tests and stuff and they decided that my doctor said, you know, your thyroid levels are low. I'm going to send you to an endocrinologist. We'll get this fixed up and not a problem. I said, okay, great. So I went to a well-known endocrinologist and he started me on Synthroid and, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't do a ton of research because this was so long ago. I don't even think really going to Google and, and researching everything back then, you just didn't really do that at that point. Um, it wasn't, I guess, as readily available. So I started taking Synthroid and didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, oh, my doctor knows what he's talking about. Let's. But the problem was, is that I kept miscarrying. And I also started gaining tons of weight. And at that time, I was working out a ton because I was gaining weight. I was training for a marathon. I was swimming. I was hiking every day. I mean, I was probably definitely over-exercising, but continuing to gain weight. And I also had zero energy. You know, I'd spend most of the day when I wasn't exercising, I felt like I was sleeping, you know, and then one day I just wasn't feeling well at all. I knew I needed to get more my thyroid medicine renewed. And it was one my doctor would only give me a certain amount and then wouldn't re renew my prescription because he needed me to come in to get my tests. So well, boy, before I, you go on, I want to ask, so how many years were you on Synthroid for roughly? Probably maybe seven or eight years. And in those years, you complained to your endocrinologist a few times, right? About yes. things. Now, what And what were your complaints oh, yes. and what were the responses? So during that time, I would complain to him and say, you know, I'm gaining weight. I'm not feeling good. You know, I'm losing my hair. I, you know, I still can't get pregnant. And his answer to me was, well, it must be something else. 
And I said, well, are you sure that there's not another option for Synthroid? And he said, no, Synthroid's it. I said, but I'm working out so much. Why am I still gaining weight? Because you're just eating too much. And like, wasn't willing to work with me to help find a solution of what was going on. He said, nope, Synthroid's the only thing. There's something else. But it really made me feel like I was a crazy person and making all this stuff up in my head. And the other thing, too, is that I had ridiculous allergies to everything. To yeah, let's so talk about some things. of those random allergies because they're random. Yeah, I mean, it was, well, eggs, um, limes, tuna. I mean, there was all these. Broccoli, right? It was like broccoli, yes. Broccoli. Didn't you have like a cotton? Like you, yeah, cotton, like all these weird allergies. And, you know, there was no solution. So I went to, you know, I, I was seeing, I swear, I felt as if I was, you know, a 90-year-old person who had their weekly doctor visits because I was going to, you know, the endocrinologist. I'm going to you know, the allergists. And then I'm going, you know, it was just from one place to the other. Cause I was, I was so just, I just wasn't feeling good. And Didn't I felt you get allergy shots at the time too, yes, for a while. Yes. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was getting allergy shots and you know, I had asthma. And it, it was just ridiculous for being in like, at that point, I guess it was, it was probably in my twenties or early, no, probably early thirties, late twenties, early thirties. Like I shouldn't have been as, um, I guess like as sick as I was with so many. In fact, I think, I think the reason, so I'm, I met Kara swimming at the local pool. And the reason you had started swimming, you later told me was because yeah. you had asthma was to try to help your breathing at the time. Yes, exactly. Cause I didn't want to take all the different, you know, inhalers and medications and steroids and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, so I thought, okay, well, if I start swimming, it'll build my lungs and it's a natural way to help me with my asthma, because I had done some research at that point about that. And I read an article about a woman saying she helped her asthma by starting to swim. So I gave it a whirl and it really did help. Um, And then, and I know now I remember during this time before we go on to like the second doctor who kind of figured things out at that time, then I got hit with hypothyroidism and you and I were like hiking and I I was going through this whole thing. And I finally then got on the armor thyroid, which is the natural desiccated thyroid. And I told you about it and you went to your doctor and you said, Hey, my friend, there's another option. Can you tell us about that conversation with your endocrinologist? You said, Nope. That's not going to work for you. It's just not going to work. That's silly. You, you, it can't be regulated properly. Synthroid's the only answer. That's right. And that's classic, everyone out there. Classic. This is just classic endocrinologist, Synthroid Nazi, T4 only treatment, going back to like, you know, 30, 40 years ago in medical school and not going above and beyond and learning anything new with thyroid health. So it's, it's exactly akin to the old conventional wisdom of fat is bad for you and it's going to cause a heart attack. It's the same thing here. It's old, conventional, outdated thyroid wisdom. So then there was that day that you had brought it before, before I interrupted you and made you backtrack, which was you were yeah. feeling crappy and you needed a fifth yeah. prescription. So Exactly. So I was just feeling so terrible. I just didn't even have the energy to drive five miles away to go to my doctor. So I just called my my internist who lives, whose office is a a mile from where I live. I called, I made an appointment. I asked her to check my thyroid. She did. And I went back for my test results. And she says to me, she goes, Kara, I'm not quite sure you were ever on, why you're on Synthrage, said, because you have Hashimoto's. You don't have regular hypothyroidism. You have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. And this was the very first time I had ever heard that. I was in just, all like, those years, your endocrinologist years, never tested you ever once for Hashimoto's. Never tested for that. And she said, you know, no wonder you don't feel good. She said, Synthrage doesn't 
always work for people with Hashimoto's. You know, she's like, there's another option here for you. Let me put you on a compounded T3, T4. It'll be specific to what you need and let's get you back on track. And she goes, but in the meantime, I also want to do a spectrocell, which is, you know, where she wanted to see um, all the levels of my vitamins and minerals. Right. And that test for everyone that's out there, it's like, I think they culture your blood cells for three weeks and it's like a a really in-depth nutrient and vitamin mineral profile of a person. Yeah. Yeah, so she took took my blood, waited for the results, went in, got for the results, and she says to me, she goes, you know, looking at these results, if you were not sitting in front of me right now, she said, I would think I'm looking at the test results from somebody going through chemotherapy. That is how compromised and deficient your immune system is right now. I mean, my vitamin D levels were absurdly low, and that like, and this is. I spent glutathione was also absurdly glutathione. I mean, vitamin B's, everything was so incredibly low. It was, it was scary. Like I said, she thought that it could, you know, like if I wasn't there, she would have thought she was looking at somebody that was going through chemotherapy, which is, that's pretty scary. You know, how was that day for you? That was a really emotional, scary, not scary, but just very emotional day. You know, I came home and I just like curled up in bed and cried. <laughs> Tell you honestly, yeah. it was, I mean, I, I'm not that I, I can laugh about it now because it's behind me. I mean, it definitely still brings up emotions for me, but it was very emotional because I got so angry that I had trusted somebody so much, my first doctor, and he made me feel like I was crazy in the end, you know, and I wasn't. I he knew was the I was, one that was actually crazy. Yeah. Yeah, He was the one that was borderline malpractice, in my opinion, in terms of practicing thyroid health. But, you know, it's like that moment and I've had it too, where you feel like you have been hurt by a doctor. They're supposed to help you and you've been hurt. And now you've got like a cancer chemo patient's immune profile because of eight years on, you know, and never was even tested for Hashimoto's with everyone out there. If you're getting a thyroid test, you have to include TPO antibodies and the TGAB antibodies. You've got to rule out both antibody tests and make sure that you don't have Hashimoto's because sometimes it requires a different level of either diet or treatment. And so here you were with Hashimoto's and these crazy allergies for like eight to 10 years and asthma, which, oh my God. And so then after this moment, how long before you lost the weight that you could gain and started to feel great again? Because you did a 180 after you got on the compounded T4, T3. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't remember the timing on that, but it was pretty quick. I mean, I had my energy levels went up. I wasn't tired all the time. I it just, everything just changed. I'd say within a, a couple months, I think it was pretty quick that it all turned around once I was on the, on the right medication for me. But yeah, it was definitely, I had moments. I was really, really angry and sad about being mistreated by a doctor, somebody wasn't listening to me and telling me I was overeating and I was, I don't know. It was, it was just, sorry. Yeah, it almost, no, it makes you almost feel crazy. Yeah. It makes me like, like, I was crazy. I'm like, don't tell me I'm overeating. Cause I know I'm not. And that's a classic response. You know, everyone listening out there, if you've been told that or, 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 it, it's so classic that a doctor will say, you just need to eat less and work out more or cues 
subtly, passive-aggressively accuse the patient of having a secret eating problem. Right. Right. You know, and you were like training for a marathon and you knew what you were doing and you, had, you know, you knew about like how to lose weight or if you needed to, like, you knew you were already skinny to begin with. So like the fact you were gaining weight, you weren't like overdoing anything. And here this exactly. guy is telling you possibly that you, you know, maybe weren't being honest about the food you're eating. Right. It's really crazy. Exactly. exactly. And too, it's like, you know, I, I kept trying to have a baby and I couldn't. And, you know, it, which is frustrating too. And to have all these allergies, because honestly, once I stopped once I got on the right medication, all of my allergies have gone away. Yeah, let's oh. talk about that because what's crazy is I remember you being allergic to all those things. And now you eat egg Like you you ate eggs for breakfast today, just straight up by themselves. Like you could yeah. never have done that before. What, no. what was your reaction before? Because I remember that only once a year would you have like a special thing at Christmas that was like a family dish with eggs in it because that's the only time you could afford to like, you know, have that. And you had to like get that one sheet a year with the eggs, but it exactly. still screwed you up. And you were like, I love this dish so much. I have to do it. But now you're eating exactly. eggs. Like by I know. I would have to take Benadryl before you know, my Christmas dish that we would have <laughs> just to make sure. But honestly, I mean, I would get like, I would get all swollen, like my face. I would have, like, I could have like an anaphylactic response. I ate tuna once. I was like, I'm just going to test out the tuna. Silly me. I ended up in the emergency room. Right. So that you're still allergic to. That I'm still allergic to. But you're not a lot of other things and you don't have, you don't get allergy shots and you don't no. have asthma. No, it all went away all went away. Yeah. And I feel totally great and healthy and I don't, you know, not achy or, you know, I just feel like a young person again, which I should be, you know, I shouldn't feel, you know, that my body is giving out at such an early age. You know, it's definitely a 180 from where it was. And so it's been about what, seven years or more that you've been on T4, T3 compounded medication? Probably. Yeah. So now, so then throughout those years, I didn't know about grains and Hashimoto's and I yes. did you. And yeah. so then when I started to go down the path of writing this book and I don't have Hashimoto's, even though I know you and other people who do, I had to like, look more into that. And, and then in my discussion with Dr. Forsman, which is, which is in the book, the second half of the book is just my interview with him. I shared with you a portion where it was just absolutely clear, even from his point of view, that grains are such a known trigger of Hashimoto's antibodies yes. and that having the presence of antibodies, you don't want that even if you do have Hashimoto's. So now here we go back to, so throughout these old years, you still would get your antibodies tested. You're feeling great on the compounded T4, T3. You don't have any symptoms, but when you get your blood work, your antibodies are like usually 250 or 300, or they were like yeah. up in that, right? Somewhere around right. there? Yeah. Um, do you know what the highest they ever were? I don't know what the highest... They ever were, um, I would say around 275, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I remember seeing that on one of my test results, that number sticks out, but it may at one point been higher before I even knew to look at that. Right. You know, I kind of would be curious to go back and see the very first test that my doctor, my new doctor that changed my medicine took to see what my antibodies were at that point. If your immune system was so compromised, I, I guarantee they were, they could have been up to like 600 or 900 even yeah, yeah, at that time. So then I called you and I was like, oh my God, I'm concerned because I just learned that even if you have Hashimoto's, you, you really need to target and deal with the antibodies because the mm -hmm. presence of antibodies equals inflammation, equals lots of other problems down the road and that there actually is a way to do it. And it's through diet with, by eliminating, you know, gluten and grains. Right. And so I threw that your way, but, but the thing of, so I, you had already started to go primal a little bit, or I'm not yeah. sure if that's what did it. I forget where the timing was. 
Well, I know started, I kind of really jumped in about two years ago because yeah, it was about two years ago. Yeah. A little over two years ago. Cause um, you gave me that DVD. So it was a little over two years ago. Cause I know um, I'm just going by summer and landmarks cause my niece was born. And that's when I had, I had started going primal a little bit before that. And before we get into like the antibody results of later on what we found out, talk to us first about going, I mean, we, we, we have a, a podcast with you and your husband talking about it, but let's talk about that because you were the last person ever on earth <laughs> that I, and in fact, I didn't, I, one of my great friends would never, ever have even convinced. I didn't, I remember I didn't even offer you a book. I wasn't like, you should read this because I remember <laughs> at one point in my life years ago, before we knew about paleoprimal, there was probably something out in the ether about grains being bad or not eating grains. Yeah. And I remember you being like, oh, I'm sorry. I am never giving up my pasta. That's just not even going to happen. Like no way. So I think that stuck in my head and I thought I'm not even going to try to put it <laughs> because she's not going to get rid of the oatmeal. She's not going to get rid of the pasta. And right. frankly, weight wise, you could have afford, you could afford that. You were tall right. and skinny and it didn't matter. So it wasn't affecting your weight per se. So there was no reason for you to like quote quick grains at the time. Right. Um, but tell us about what happened when you did in terms of what you experienced. Well, I mean, it was just night and day on how I felt. I mean, the first, I have to admit, the first week that I went off of the grains. Rough. It was rough. I had a big detox. It was, um, you know, I felt very fluey and achy. I was laying in bed. and go, oh, my God, I think I've got the flu. But I know I, I didn't. I realized what it was, you know, my body just getting rid of all of the stuff. Because I went hardcore for about a month. You know, the first month and the first week was really tough. But after that... It was really easy. I mean, it, it, it's so, you know, when, you, when you're making breakfast or lunch or you're like, oh, I just want to have a sandwich. You have to be a little bit more creative on how you eat because, you know, the, the staple that you would go for is like a bread or a slice of toast or something. You know, you're like, okay, well, no, I have to substitute that now. Um, so that was, I mean, that was fun. It was a little hard, but fun, you know, and now... I don't even really think about it. You know, now it's like, oh my God, I have to grab a slice of bread, which is very, very rare. But, you know, um, and I'll look at it, I'll go, I'm not going to do that because we still do have some bread in the house. My husband hasn't given it up 100%. <laughs> I'm trying now, trying to get him there. No, and I mean, and everybody has a couple of cheats here and there. And you, yeah, you gotta exactly. You got to live a normal life. Um, tell us though about, so even though you were, you know, slim and trim and you're playing, you were playing tennis like three to yeah. five days a week. So you were doing chronic yeah. cardio, didn't really even know it. And, um, you were eating every two, th three, four hours, right? I mean, you were still, tell us about the mind well, frame of food because yeah, that changed. So definitely before I went primal, I did have the dips in, in sugar or, you know, I, I, I would eat every few hours, you know, I was actually like playing tennis. I'd be starving. I'm like, I have to eat. And I'm one of those grouchy people. Like when they get hungry, it just, I'm like, I get grouchy. Angry. Like, give me something fast. I need to eat. And yeah, I felt like I was always hungry because I wasn't giving my body the proper food that it needed to nourish and to be able to sustain the exercise I was doing, but also just like my daily life. So once I made that transition and my body adjusted to it, to eating a, a, a primal diet, oh my gosh, it was night and day. Like I can, I could play tennis for two hours and not be hungry. Yeah. I remember getting a couple texts from you, you know, yeah. and one of them was like, oh my God, I just did like a seven hour tournament. 
I'm not yeah. even hungry. I had like a bite of coconut oil and everyone yeah. else is like dying for a banana and like freaking out and like yeah. three hours in and you were like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then, you know, I get another text from you. Like I just took a five hour flight to New York between yeah. getting to the, like waking up in the morning and leaving, you know, that's like an eight, 10 hour ordeal by the time you're done. And you were like, yeah. didn't need a snack, didn't need to eat on the plane. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I love, I love it when I travel because then you're not, like, I'm not hungry. You know, and I'm not tempted to stop at these little kiosks to get just junk food or eat the gross airplane food. And it's nice. You know, I still do. I I think it's just out of habit. I always do pack like a little snack. I'll usually I make my own little paleo granola. So I always like, you know, stash like a little, you know, bag of that in my in my carry on or something, but I never use it. I think it's just more of my little security blanket, just in case. (laughs) No, I I get it. And then tell us how by default, I mean, even though there's another podcast with you guys discussing this, but um, your husband by default, because you know, you, you cook most of the meals. So then he's like, where's the bread and the pasta? Like what the hell? And you're like, sorry, Charlie. But then talk about what he, what the benefits he surprisingly had. Oh yeah. Like he's Mr. Meat and potatoes. I want my bread. I want, you know, (laughs) Um, so when I made the transition, he actually went with it, which was really great. But the thing that he noticed is that he wasn't achy anymore. He had a really bad accident, um, about six years ago, five years ago. So he has a lot of aches and pains from it, you know, residual from, from his accident. And so when he started cutting out the pasta and the breads, you know, all the grains and stuff, he's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And he too was able to sustain longer in between meals. Um, he was more clear with stuff and which was really nice, you know? And so he, cause at first he kind of teased me. He's like, Oh, you're trying another diet or something, you know? I said, no, this is, you know, let's, let's try it. And he did. And he, you know, he really loves it. And then he had a night where you called me the next morning cause you, he was pretty clean there for a while. Oh yeah. And he had a wait, Tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing really great. And then one night we, we ordered food in from a local Italian restaurant. And I think I just got a salad and some meatballs. Uh, he um, said, I want the seafood pescatore. I haven't had that in forever. It's one of my favorite things. I'm just going to get it. I said, okay, go ahead. You know, like, I'm not going to make him feel bad. Everybody, you, everyone deserves a cheat, you know, and you should, life is about being happy and enjoying and not depriving yourself of what you really like. So I, so he got it, he ate it. (laughs) Next day, he was in so much pain. He could barely walk. It hurt for him to get out of bed and to even like, and walk. Um, That's how much inflammation, just one dinner of pasta just messed him up, you know? Um, So after that, I mean, not that he didn't believe that it worked before, but that was kind of that sealed the deal where he goes, Oh my God, this actually, this is real. Right. Like it's I, not I, a gimmick. This is not some stupid, like trying to manipulate diet BS. Right. And then we'll talk about, so then, you know, you, you go clean for a while and then, you know, you now know at this point, you're like, okay, well, I didn't know I could get my antibodies down. So right. I'm going to go for that. And in the first like six months or so with it, with some, with some cheats, it went from like two fifties down to like 75. Yeah. And then you got it retested recently. Yeah. Just a couple months ago. Yeah. And tell us what the antibody levels were. Is it 25 or 27, 25 or 27, which is so low. 
is so so low and so i'm trying to go down to nothing which is achievable by the way for everyone yeah. and the thing is is that out there if you do have hashimoto's not only is it achievable and if it's not fully achievable through strict uh, diet, which often it is, but if it's not, there's still other options. Like, um, there's a website called low dose which is something that is a, a certain low dose medication that one can take that can also get those antibodies even lower, but it's possible. And a lot of people don't even know that. And a lot of doctors who have patients who have Hashimoto's just assume, Oh, well, this person has Hashimoto's, so they're always going to have some levels of antibodies here because right. they don't feel that there's anything they can do about it because they don't know that there's something that you can do about it. But we in the paleo primal know that you can. And yes. that if you, you know, grains are one of the biggest trigger aside from, you know, sugar and dairy are also inflammatory triggers. But particularly with Hashimoto's, we know that grains, particularly gluten, but there's also gluten in corn and other stuff they put in gluten-free foods. So you got to just do it full mm-hmm. on if you're going to do it. And yeah. um, we do know that that triggers the antibodies. And without going into super technical details, I'll just let everyone know the reason is, is because there is um, something within the grains that pretty much mimics a, th- a protein in the thyroid. And so the immune system, which is faulty, sees it as a foreign invader and starts attacking the thyroid gland. And so that's why people have Hashimoto's attacks who are not on medication might feel real tightness in the throat and either hypothyroid or hyperthyroid. And then you, you're someone like you, you get on medication, you're doing well, you feel great, the symptoms are gone, everything's great, immune system picks up, but then there's still these these antibodies, you know? And so it's right. like, kind of like the last thing to nip in the bud. And so you're doing that now and such great success. And I, I mean, is it funny now to imagine us both being like, yeah, I'm not quitting, like, I'm not ever quitting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It's so weird because now I can't imagine anything but living like this. And it's, you know, I've been doing this for about two years, a little over two years now. And, you know, I'm eating way less, you know, from going, I think probably from three meals a day now. I think I only eat twice a day, maybe have a little handful of my paleo granola or some nuts or something or a little teaspoon of almond butter. But that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing how uh, we talk about this in like the world of just primal paleo of, you know, caloric efficiency. And when you become fat adapted, you just become more efficient overall and you need less calories and less amount of food to be satiated and carry you through. And then of course it helps you not have to eat every uh, two, three hours, which is like such a nightmare. And you didn't, you cut down your tennis too. So you did change your lifestyle. You changed the chronic cardio going on. Exactly. Yeah. I, I cut down tennis to just a few days a week and, you know, I take the dogs out for walks all the time, you know, so I'm doing a lot of walking, a lot of hiking. And for the audience this morning, Karen and I met and we did a little track walk and then we did a little, little hikey and then did like a couple sprinters, little couple jaunts around the track and did probably like an hour and 20 mostly fat burning, but then just did a couple high intensities there at the end. And that yeah. was, that was just great. I mean, and we do, we do take long walks and yeah. slow paced hikes. I mean, that was the other thing too. Remember with our hiking, yeah. I was like, Hey, I, I got to take this slow. Yeah. Because we used to haul ass. Cause we didn't know when we used to hike years ago, we were just yeah. hauling up that thing and, and, and going as charging as we could probably super chronic cardio. Yeah, exactly. But now, you know, it's nice, even slow, steady pace. And, um, you could, I could see the results so much like the, you know, how much more effective it is to do that. You know, I feel better, you know, we're not like stopping every five minutes. Going, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a break. <laughs> 
And we're also not like starving afterwards and sore, which is what yeah, I exactly. Be, because I just obviously burned a ton of glucose and then had to go replenish it. And I'm like tired and starving. Now I'm energized after hiking. I'm not hungry right away. It's not right. like an immediate. I'm dying. Um, exactly. Which is great. I love it. You know, because before, you know, for me, I would just crash and burn. I was like, oh, my God, I got to eat. And now, you know, I can last a couple hours after a good workout. So let me ask you this um, throughout the way. I know what, you know, again, we're all like this. If you're excited about paleo primal living, you know, you know, you see the results yourself. You get excited. You want to share it with people you love and friends and family members. Um, What are are any, uh, if if any, what are some like objections or, or stuff you've heard you know, from people that you've tried to explain well, it to or introduce it to? Well, there's a few, like there's some people are like, oh my gosh, it causes high cholesterol. Why are you doing that? That doesn't make sense. I like, you know, kind of my, my answer is like, I like pasta too much. Or I love my bread. I've tried to introduce it to a few people, you know, that I that know family members that have Hashimoto's and they're kind of set in their ways and don't want to make the change, you know, and it makes me sad because I see them suffering, but you can't make somebody change, but you can send them a book and a DVD, but yeah, exactly. It's only so much you can do. Exactly. But I do know like when I first started this a couple of years ago, my brother-in-law kind of made fun of me. He goes, Oh, you're doing that primal caveman thing. (laughs) Whatever. Good luck with that. You know, as I'm making my little zucchini noodles for a pasta sauce, (laughs) because, you know, he kind of made fun of me. But then, um, on a, a few months ago, he was diagnosed with celiac disease. So the doctor, basically so the joke is on him no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the brother sister war you won that one yeah exactly he called he goes oh my gosh i just got diagnosed with celiac disease um i was wondering if you could give me some advice <laughs> can i borrow some of your cookbooks <laughs> yeah and celiac i mean that whole that i'm glad you brought that up and because dr forsman talks about that in the book i mean like we clearly know with something like celiac it's directly related to grains and gluten when you remove the trigger Yes. The problem goes away. And it's kind of the same with the Hashimoto's antibodies. Yeah. You remove the trigger and, and slowly but surely. And sometimes just for people out there, it's been said, um, there's a great book called um, No Grain, No Pain. And I did interview uh, the author, uh, Dr. Osborne on the podcast for anyone that's interested. But he talks about like, you know, even those people say it takes a good week or 10 days to get like, let's say I ate a piece of gluten filled bread. It would take maybe like 10 days or so to work through my gut and my intestines and my system. But then he said it could, the immune response, the inflammatory response of that could still last up to two months. So it's something where if you're going to do it or you need to see results of it, like you have Hashimoto's antibodies and you want to lower it, you got to be strict for a while to test, to see whether it's right. You've, you know, in order to, and with celiac, it has to be complete. You, oh, yes. Because one fact, little iota of it can inflame the, the system. Exactly. Well, and I know since he started, you know, my brother-in-law started doing this, like he feels so much better. It's amazing what a difference it's made in his life. You know, so he doesn't tease me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you guys are on the same page. And you make, um, I mean, you you make a lot of your own paleo stuff. You've, you've made paleo bread. You make your own coconut butter. Yes. Yeah. And And we have your paleo granola recipe that's on the uh, podcast with your husband. We'll also post the link to that or the recipe within the blog post for this podcast because that paleo granola is so good. We brought, I invited you over to the Sissons for a party. You brought a huge, like, 
industrial sized awesome jar of it. And then literally like a week later, Carrie was like, I need the recipe for that immediately. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so we'll put it up there and it's really yeah. simple. Um, it's, well, it's so easy. so easy and simple. Um, and that's like such a winner. I love that. One. Yeah. That's a staple in our house. I'm always making that. And then, um, what other things you do, like, you know, you get, you get crafty. I've seen you like you wrap, wrapping bacon around, you know, little, Oh yeah. We do. And, you know. Yeah. You know, one thing that we really love are chicken thighs that I stuff with, um, jalapenos, like a half a jalapeno and then I wrap it in bacon and I bake it. And that's always delicious and yummy. And sometimes you could put cream cheese in it if you want, <laughs> make it even a little bit more decadent. There's, oh, one of the things that Jimmy loves so much are these, uh, I got it from one of the books you gave me, Elle. Um, they're banana walnut chocolate chunk muffins Ooh. that are paleo that are just delicious if you need like a little sweetie snack. Those are always the winner. I'm trying to think like, what else do I make? Ooh, there's this really good... Uh, like pork shoulder that I cook in a crock pot all day long. And I just um, line the crock pot with um, three slices of bacon and I put the pork shoulder on top and I season it just with the Hawaiian salt and I cook it on low for about 10 hours. And that's delicious. That's so simple. You're just talking lining the bottom with a couple pieces of bacon. Yep. And you're just like, what, like just the, the red Hawaiian sea salt? The red Hawaiian sea salt. You just sprinkle it on and... and that's it for the season? That's it. That's wow. it. Wow. And it's delicious. And then sometimes I'll serve it with like um, like a fig or a mango chutney, you know, or apricot chutney, which is really good. Or sometimes we'll make pulled pork sandwiches out of it. But we don't use, you know, bread. We'll either use um, like lettuce for the bun or just have it plain and just put some barbecue sauce on it or something, you know. Yeah. What would you say to people out there who are really resistant to quitting grains? I mean, you were such a grain eater. It was a part of your everyday life. Yeah, it was, you know, oatmeal in the morning. Cause that's, you know, you have to have cereal, you have to have oatmeal, you know, it's, it's so programmed in us, I guess, you know, you just see the commercials and you, Oh, this is a healthy meal. It's the heart association says, this is really great. But you know, I'd eat oatmeal and I'm like, why am I hungry, you know, after an hour or, you know, you, if you go out to breakfast and you order pancakes and you'll be stuffed. And then, you know, an hour later, I'm going, oh, my God, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, I say, you know, give it a try. You just have to be open to it and give it a try and see the results for yourself. Because for me, I really noticed a huge difference. My husband noticed a difference. My brother-in-law is noticing a huge difference. Um and it doesn't mean forever, you know. It and you'll never be able to have a nice cheat pasta. It might mean exactly. you wake up a little stiff the next morning. Yeah, or a slice yeah. of pizza or something, you know, something like that. It doesn't yeah, mean we're from Chicago. We're going to have to order that Pacino's in and yeah, do that exactly. at some point. Um, you know, it doesn't mean, like, you have to do, like, make that commitment to go, I'm never going to have a grain again. Just try it for a week or try it for 30 days and see how you feel. Because I do know at the beginning I probably cheated more than I do now, just because, you know, you're like, oh, that cupcake looks really good. Or you just you're rewarding yourself along the way for having yeah, good weeks. And, exactly. and you didn't know yet about the antibodies thing anyway, I think at that exactly. point. Started, so. so, but then like, well, after you eat it and you don't feel good, then you go, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> you know, then you're and in the DVD that you watched, which was the transformational seminar that Mark uh, did. Yeah. It's just, so it's like actually just a, just a film seminar of him in Chicago talking for two hours. And he talks about that, you know, he did that experiment 
Marvin himself, you know, his wife yeah. was like, why don't you just try the yeah. drains for 30 days and just see what happens? And he did. And then all these things went away. So then, you know, it was like, okay, right. that means something. And I think 30 days is a really great, uh, if for anything, changing a belief or, or whatnot. Yeah. And um, then just try it and not get down on yourself. If a week in you go, oh my God, I really want a piece of pizza. It's okay. Yeah. Just you start over, you know? Um, and you just go, then you go the next day and you just, it's not as hard as you think it is. I think it's just because bread is everywhere. They put it on the table at a restaurant. You know, you go into the store and there's pastries and, you know, there's all these things that bread, you know, bread and grains is, you know, it's such a huge part of our diet, but it doesn't need to be like, I just, you know, now when I go to the market, I just zip right by all the stuff that I would look at, like the big loaves of French bread. I go, Oh, you know, I would just automatically pick up before now. I'm like, Oh, whatever. I just yeah, zip by. I don't even miss background. It. I'm not even like, Oh, I wish I could have that. I'm like, Oh, that's not worth it. Yeah. I don't miss any of it. I got to tell you honestly. And if I do for one day or whatever, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just have, you know, if I'm out with some friends or something, I'll have a little bite of something, but you know, and that's okay because I know overall what my diet consists of and I feel really great and alive and I feel that my brain works better. You know, I have more energy and I'm definitely not as, you know, don't get as sick as I used to. Yeah. The immune, well, your immune system is really like now your vitamin D levels are great, you know, all, yeah. and, and it's funny. So all the nutrient levels combined with the thyroid, it comes back together and now you're not this allergic, like chemotherapy patient profile. Yeah, well, what yeah. the hell is that about? Yeah. That's so wrong. You know, isn't that so wrong? I mean, everyone listening can see how wrong that is. If someone would have been completely not even diagnosed properly and mistreated for all those years, that that, that doctor in and of itself breeded a horrible immune profile for you. Yeah, exactly. And I also mean, a reason to challenge your doctors. Get yeah. more than one opinion. Research exactly. yourself because you did what I did at first too. I trusted my doctor. I just exactly. trust your doctor. They have an MD, but you know, the title of my book says stop feeling fat, foggy, and fatigued at the hands of uninformed doctors, because yeah. you have to take charge and be a part of it and do the research. You know, I want to get back to the thyroid stuff a little bit, because I want people who are listening and might have a thyroid problem. I want them to be able to relate to the before and after, because anyone listening to us right now would say, these two seem like really happy, you know, positive, productive brains working, right? I mean, it's just kind of like, it's in our voice. We're talking about it and we do yeah. feel awesome. But both of us at one point, did not. And I, I, even though this podcast is not necessarily about me, you saw my suffering and yes. I don't mind you sharing. I'd like you to, because I want people to know how freaking miserable and horrible my life was. And you yeah. witnessed a lot of phone calls of me sobbing. And yeah. so if you could just tell a little bit about what it was, what was your experience being my friend, seeing me go through that horrible thing before I figured it out? You know, it's it's tough to see your friends suffer and go through that stuff, especially when, I mean, I was kind of going through that myself at that point and, you know, all the ups and downs of it, just because your brain isn't working and your hormone, everything is just off and it's hard. I think for us, like we understood what each other was going through, where I think other people may not have understood and been patient with us or you or me in what we were going through because they didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? They weren't going on through the same journey as, as we were. Yeah. And, you know, we were lucky to have each other in that. But if you're out yeah. there and you don't, you know, there's a great Yahoo group, the Natural Thyroid Hormone Yahoo group. Anyone can join. There's people and moderators on there that can help for free, look at your blood results and help you. And there's people that understand. And even if you just need to lament to someone, you're going to have people yeah. who understand how you feel. And yeah, and you're um, not, oh, 
there's so much out there, you know, um, nobody needs to be alone in this, even though, you know, you don't realize how, when you're in it, you don't realize you're even in it. Cause you think this is, oh gosh, this is how life is. Right. Like I'm just, I guess this is me and I'm deteriorating and getting old and this is just my lot in life. Exactly. You just kind of think, okay, well, this is what normal is for me. This is that, you know, not realizing, oh my gosh, there's this whole other world that just gets reborn for you after you get your, you know, your thyroid back on track, you know, um, it, it's, it's really night and day. And when I look back at it, I go, oh my gosh, that was, that was probably a nightmare to be around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. You know, I talk about that in my book as well. You know, personalities are severely affected because usually people have adrenal issues or other issues and you can't and you think get everything. And so you're snappy and you can't, you're also a party pooper. You don't really want to do stuff. You know, you're the always person that's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And you know, and people start to look at you and, and if you don't know what's going on with you and they don't either, yeah. know, it can ruin relationships, uh, friendships. It can, if people get fired from their jobs because they can't think and remember things. So they get, yeah. they're not performing as well. And it's hard because it's something that people can't totally see unless they see the weight gain. They can't see what's happening to your brain. You know, they can't see the yeah. depression. And I want to talk about that depression for a minute, because a lot of people out there sometimes think that maybe people who are hypothyroid and got fat from it are depressed because of the weight, which is certainly part of it, but, um, it does affect your brain, you know, T3 levels totally affect how your brain functions in every way, which is why you lose cognitive abilities when you're hypothyroid, including mixing up your words wrong, not being able to find the words, uh, reading a page, having to reread it. Uh, someone's talking to you and you're like, just forgot what they said. You can't remember numbers, phone numbers or anything like that. And, it's really tough because if people, you start to feel like you're getting dumb and that's a classic thing that people feel. And if you're having that in any way out there and you're listening to this and you're feeling like you've been getting dumb and kind of stupid over the years and you feel <laughs> like this is not, you know, then that's an indication of something. And I yeah. know you felt that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just dim. <laughs> I would forget that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, I, I would get frustrated. I couldn't focus I couldn't read anything. It just, my brain was just somewhere else. And if I did read it, I didn't comprehend it. Yeah, I had, I couldn't read books. I could, I could, yeah. Like, I couldn't even have the wherewithal and the focus, even when I was watching TV or something, which seemed like the only dead thing I could do, like watch a movie or something. That even, like, I couldn't even focus on that almost. Right. I mean, that's definitely how I was too. And, Again, you don't realize it when you're in it. Right. And, you know, I want to touch on something that was also a common symptom that we both had, which is if anyone goes through any kind of gynecological issue, whether it be fibroids or whether it's you're diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome or you're having miscarriages or you can't get pregnant, that is a huge indication that you need to get your thyroid tested properly and, you know, go from there. And I also too, you know, I developed a fibroid in my um, uterus and uh, a polyp and had to get surgery. I mean, I had to go through surgery and you had to go through miscarriages all because of uninformed doctors. You know, I'd love to send them the invoice for that (laughs) surgery. You know what I mean? And um, I remember too, I had a moment and I'm sure you have them too occasionally where when you're mistreated by these doctors, it's almost a whole separate thing you have to heal from. You have to heal from being angry and so upset at the mistreatment. And I remember right. I was um, 
I, the first doctor who I had seen who kept telling me, oh, well, we'll just keep putting you in the birth control pill. And I'm going, well, I don't know why I'm 30 years old and bleeding abnormally. I've had perfect gynecological health. Like, this doesn't make sense. And um, didn't even think thyroid. I listened to my doctor, but the pills didn't work and then things got bad. And I remember he kept testing my TSH and that's all he tested. And he kept saying my thyroid was fine and I needed to work out more and eat less. And I said, I'm eating 800 calories a day. I'm working out two hours a day, man. I know what I'm doing. You know, right. I mean, like if anyone knows how to lose weight quick, like that, I, I, I'm on that track and I'm not losing a pound, I'm gaining. And right. later on, years later, I saw that doctor in a CVS and, uh, I think I probably called you actually. Yes. I walked out of that CVS and I sat in my car and I just bawled crying. I was so angry. I was filled with such rage and I was so sad and so angry at that doctor because it brought me all back to that mistreatment and that level of like being undiagnosed for so long and being even hurt further by being put on the birth control pill and right. all of that stuff because an uninformed doctor had no freaking idea how to test thyroid or assess it properly whatsoever. And at the time I looked back at my blood work from there, I was severely anemic from all of the bleeding and yep. my ferritin was at 30, which was the bottom of the range in that range or the range was 10 to 150 at the time. He didn't even catch that. And that's a huge thing doctors don't catch or they see mm -hmm. it being within range and they go, you're fine. And the person's yep. severely anemic and that can lead to thyroid problems and more problems. So it's like, you know, this doctor was just a disaster. He's still practicing medicine, you know, and here I am, I see him at the CVS and I just lost it. And yeah. I remember feeling like I've got to do some healing around this. Yeah. Well, you and know? the other thing too, you, that you touched on that I think is really important is that doctors will say you're within the normal range. And that's what my original doctor kept saying, even though I said, I don't feel good. I have no energy. I'm what he goes, well, you're in within the normal range. But you know what? I was on the very low spectrum range of the spectrum. So, yeah, all the people that tested, that was normal for them, but it wasn't normal for me. So right. if you know your body and you know how you feel, if somebody says you're within normal range and you're still not feeling good, just say, well, maybe that's not normal for me. Yeah, and maybe that's not optimal. I didn't know for me that anyway. at that time. You know, I, 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 you know, this was a huge growing process for both of us, I think. And, you know, now I ask more questions and go, well, that maybe that isn't normal for me. You know, it could be normal for the thousand people that they tested, but maybe I'm that well, one. You actually are. So I want to, uh, we'll get, we put, um, in in the book, your your success stories in my book, and we do detail your blood work, and we show before and afters. Um, well, actually, with you, we just show sort of your certain levels of what you've been maintaining for these years. I want to mention that I did ask you, you gave me the blood work from your endocrinologist for those seven, eight years, and that <laughs> endocrinologist who not only didn't test you for Hashimoto's, never tested your free T3 or any T3 whatsoever. They only tested free T4, uh, T4 and TSH. And T4 is only a pro-hormone that converts into the one that means everything on how someone feels which is T3. So not only did they, you know, they never even tested anything that mattered to begin with. Right. And, you know, it's just like, you go back and you're like, oh my God, like what a, what a just crap yeah. show that whole thing was. Um, but you're free T3 level. So you're also, you're a really good example. You are on about the equivalent of four grains a day of what natural desiccated would be, except for yours is compounded, but it's the same values of what would equal someone who is on four grains. Um, not everyone needs to be on four grains to be optimized, but you do. And a lot of doctors would think that four grains is too much. And so you're a perfect example of a doctor going, well, it's not too much for you. And your free T3 um, 
because I've seen so much of your blood work, is usually always towards the top of the range. It's always like if the range is 2.2 to 4.2 or 2.0 to 4.0, you're always up at 3.8, 3.9. Sometimes you've been at 4.1. And it's it's whatever's right for you. And you've made your doctors made some seasonal adjustments with you, like a little bit less in summer and a little bit more in winter. But overall, you're sort of towards the top of the range, if not over sometimes. And no one's worried about that. No one yeah. says, oh, you're hyperthyroid. And so, again, that's what's right for Kara. That right. may not be right for Jane over here, who's fine with her free T3 at 3.6 and she's on right. medication. But but so your doctor is a great example, too. Um of someone who's willing to go by the patient's symptoms and, exactly. by, and, and, and realizing that labs don't equal hyperthyroidism by itself. You know, you yeah. can't just be fearful that someone's going to have a problem because there are people that actually need their free T3 over the range a bit in order to feel well. And it's just a range that's based on an average population who are not really healthy anyway. So, um, so you're a perfect example of that, of someone being open where there would be a lot of uh, doctors there now who'd be like, what, you're on four grains? No, your free T3 is too high. And it's like, well, for me, it's not. Right. Yeah, I love that. Um, I w- what would you like to impart on people who are suffering right now from hypothyroidism or, you know, think they have a thyroid problem? I mean, obviously go buy my book, but... Um, yeah, go buy your book. <laughs> yes. Go buy Elle's book and go out, get, you know, talk to doctors, get a couple opinions, maybe also start, I don't know, um, start with diet also, you know, um, ask lots of questions, but also know you're not alone. I mean, because I know there's times like when it could be dark and you just aren't feeling good and you're feel alone and nobody really understands what you're going through, but you're not alone, you know? And I think Elle is a great example of a success story. I think I am too. And there's people out there who have changed their lives by, finding the right doctors and getting on the right medication and change, you know, having the right diets. And it's not that hard. It may seem very overwhelming, but it's not that hard. And it you doesn't know? take that long in the long run. You know, I always yeah. tell everyone, if you get on the right path, you're looking at six months to feel really great and a year to kind of resolve all of the BS. Yeah. Um, and that's not really too long in the grand scheme of someone's no. long life. And, um, you know, not only just obviously go get tested, work with a doctor, but you're right about the diet. So the other thing too is the paleothyroid solution is also about how do you prevent and also reverse a thyroid problem naturally. Right. Even though Kara and I are talking about we are on thyroid hormone, but at the end of the day, you don't need, you can prevent going on it. And had right. I known what I know now, I would have gone primal, gotten my nutrient levels in order, and I guarantee I would have prevented myself from probably even having to go on thyroid medication. But I didn't yeah, know exactly. what I knew about chronic cardio and blood sugar levels and cortisol and fat adaptation or any of that stuff or being a sugar burner. But being a sugar burner leads to poor adrenals, poor nutrition, and in general will mess with the thyroid at some point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people can just try a serious paleo protocol, get some nutrients in order like D and ferritin and um, selenium selenium and B12. If anyone suspects they might have a thyroid issue, one of the first things you can do is do selenium 200 to 400 micrograms a day. Um, and if you're on thyroid hormone, you should be on selenium every day because it really is responsible for helping the conversion of the T4 to the T3. And you don't ever want to have a problem with that because then that's a reverse T3 problem, which I had the second bout of hypothyroid. 
hypothyroidism, and that that's real tricky to deal with. So at the very least, there's some really basic stuff you can do. I mean, obviously, I know you and I are a fan of probiotics, and we take fish yep. oil and vitamin D, and you know we're on it now because we know we have to check in with that stuff. Yes. But um, if you cleared all those levels up and followed a paleo protocol strictly, you could get retested in eight weeks to see if that did anything with either the antibodies you have if you have Hashimoto's or or just general thyroid levels. And, you know, so you can work on trying to prevent ever even, you know, and the best way to do that is the paleo thyroid solution because no other diet or protocol is going to help you get there sooner. Exactly. And for me, it's been interesting and fun for me to go to the doctor and get tested just to see how far my antibodies have dropped. You know what I mean? Going from 275 to 25 in two years is pretty substantial. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> no, it's it's really great. And that's with cheats. Yeah, and that's with cheats. Yeah, yeah, no, there's some cheats in there. Um, and so, so that's that's great. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's all doable. And just start it out for 30 days. See what happens. Or a week, you know. And uh, that's my thought on it is just being open to diet change. Because, honestly, had I known this before, I mean, kind of growing up in Chicago and eating all the pizza and stuff that we did, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, I think like now it'd be way different if, you know, I lived there or if we're, we're growing up and knew what knew, know what I know now. Like I share this information with, you know, my family so that my nieces and nephews can avoid having these same issues, you know, and that's. Because Hashimoto's does run in families. And yes. so that's kind of one of those things too. Yeah. That you can, yeah, so, you know, or you can nip it in the bud quickly. If a teenage daughter, you know, starts to exhibit symptoms or they start to show antibodies on blood tests, you could do a strict paleo protocol, but no grains. Yeah. And often it can be turned around. Often they can prevent even going on thyroid medication to begin with. So if anyone's just told, well, they ha- you have to go on thyroid medication, you know, if you're already feeling crappy, what's another two months to see if something else can turn it around before you have to then now be on thyroid hormone forever, which is, which is fine. You and I live great lives on thyroid hormone. Yeah. It's just one of those things though. Wouldn't you rather not if you didn't have to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have to, I wouldn't, you know, I would love to eventually go off my medication. I don't know if that's a possibility or not because I've been on it for so long, but maybe who knows? Yeah. It would be an interesting experiment. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And for anyone out there, uh, the book is available September 8th, but it's available for pre-order right now on Amazon, The Paleothyroid Solution. You can also visit lrust.com if you want to get a hold of me or look at more information about me. Thank you so much for sharing your story, not only in my book, which I think people will love even more of the details that are in there about it. But thanks for coming on the show and sharing it because I, I know there's someone out there that's saying, oh, they're they're speaking my language. I yeah. they went through what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And this is fun. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Got a passion for Primal? Join Mark Sisson on a mission to save the world. Become a Primal Blueprint certified expert today. With our dollar down payment program, it's easier than ever. Just pay $1 to start and $89 a month for the next 12 months. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the most comprehensive online Primal Paleo certification program of its kind. Explore the fascinating world of ancestral health from the comfort of your own home with this premier multimedia experience. Perfect for health and fitness professionals, as well as individuals looking to up-level their primal practice. Visit primalblueprint.com slash get hyphen certified to put a dollar down today.